welcome to the Non-Negotiable Success Show. I'm your host, Nina, a New York City lawyer and former lobbyist who left my career in New York to discover my own definition of success. To me, that looked like time freedom, location freedom, and financial freedom. So I started a contract template shop online for entrepreneurs, started earning passive income, and took my life on the road traveling the world. Today, I help online entrepreneurs learn the legal side of business, like how to negotiate contracts, how to network, and how to protect your brand, but I also help busy business owners with tips and tricks I've learned along the way from marketing and sales online, which has earned me four times more in passive income than I've ever earned at a New York City firm. Tune in each week for trainings and talks about living life on your own terms to make your success non-negotiable. Let's get into today's conversation. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Non-Negotiable Success. Today is an off-the-cuff episode where I wanted to share a little takeaway from a book that I'm reading, and I wanted to put it into a tangible tip and give you some, um, I guess, motivation in your business. So for those of you that know me, you know that I am a big fan of certain mindset work, self-growth, self-development, And I've always been interested in manifestation, the law of attraction, in mindset work, getting your vibe right, you know, attracting more of what you want. And most importantly, buzzwords aside, really figuring out what's aligned. Your nervous system is your emotional guidance system as Abraham Hicks, Chester, Esther and Jerry Hicks the entity that they channel. As Abraham Hicks says, your emotional guidance system will let you know whether you feel like something's aligned or not. You really have to tune into that. For me, it's that line in the center of your chest. That's what I feel when I feel a gut feeling. I feel feel it in my chest actually. And it's a knowing, it's a sense of things are right, things aren't right. And it's Something I've learned a lot about in the last couple of years, really tuning into my nervous system, figuring out what's right for me, what's not right for me, whether it's relationships, people, um, business ventures, offerings, systems, schedules, places that I'm living, uh, towns I'm living in, everything like that. So I've really been focusing on listening to that feeling and listening to my emotional guidance system when I make decisions, but I also know that there's um, a a double-edged sword because you also have to know when you're overthinking something versus, and that's why you have that feeling, or versus when it's something you gave your all to, meaning you really did try to think positive, you gave it a chance to pivot those thoughts into something better feeling and you're still having that reaction in your gut, in your nervous system. So I'm reading, I have this, it literally looks like a Bible. It's like fucking huge. It's three inches thick, I'm pretty sure. And it's called The Essential Law of Attraction Collection, The Teachings of Abraham. And it's all three of the books by Esther and Jerry Hicks in one. And it's so funny because it has like the cover has like a lavender field on it. And it says the teachings of Abraham. And people definitely, when I bring it around, think that I'm just some crazy, not crazy. I don't mean to 
shit on anyone's religion or anything. By birth or by like tradition, I'm uh, I was raised as a Roman Catholic. I don't really associate with Catholicism or never really kind of you know resonated with me. However, uh, nothing against that. But when I carry this book around, I feel like people think I'm like a devout Christian, like reading the teachings of Abraham or like a Mormon or something. I don't know. Um, Anyway, in one of the sections of the book, it's the book called Money and the Law of Attraction, Learning to Attract Health, Wealth, and Happiness. And the the book is basically outlined like a conversation where there's these little bite-sized chunks of um like conversations between Esther or Jerry and Abraham which is what they call the source that's just channeled through them like the divine inspiration that they receive they give it a name they call it Abraham as if it's a separate entity because to be honest with you it's not even that woo woo or weird because when you have inspiration or a download or some kind of flow state that's your connection to source so they just gave a name to that right like when you write anything or when you create anything when you're painting when you're dancing when you're crocheting when you're baking that information that flow state that intuition is coming from the same source you know so they just decided to name it abraham but in any event one of these blurbs is called first i'll find my vibrational balance and i wanted to read it to you and share it with you because I think that um, it definitely has a lot to do with money mindset but also with your mindset about a lot of things in life and also with getting yourself out of that um, mindset that you need constant motivation and momentum to reach your goals but rather allowing some more space for things to just happen and for you to take aligned action and not really feel like you need um, to constantly be motivated by something outside of you, kind of finding that motivation within yourself. So without further ado, I'll get reading and then I will give you some tangible tips about how this helps me and resonates me when I think about business tasks and when I think about especially creating content and making that consistent. So like I said, it's called First I'll Find My Vibrational Balance. It says, Abraham, the things that you have and the things that you do are all meant to enhance your state of being. In other words, it's all about how you feel and how you feel is all about coming into alignment with who you really are. When you tend to your alignment first, then the things you gather and the actions you perform only enhance your good feeling state of being. But if you do not find that vibrational balance first and attempt to make yourself feel better by bringing more things into your experience or participating in more activities in order to make yourself feel better, you'll just get further out of balance. We're not guiding you away from accumulating things or from taking action because that's a little essential part of your physical experience. In other words, you intended the wonderful experience of exploring the details of your physical world in order to help you personally determine your own joyous growth and expansion. But when you try to move forward from an unbalanced footing, it always feels uncomfortable. If you will begin by identifying how you want to feel or be and let your inspiration to accumulate or do come from that centered 
place, then not only will you maintain your balance, but you will now enjoy the things that you gather and the things that you do. Most people do most of their wanting from a place of lack. They want things in many cases simply because they do not have them. So the having of them does not really satisfy any deep thing within them because there's always something else that they do not have. And so it becomes a never-ending struggle to try to bring one more thing, one more thing that will still not be satisfying into their experience. Because I don't have this, I want it. And they really think that it will fill the void. So I want to pause here and let you know my commentary. This is about just in general, the reason why you start a business. I know a lot of people think, oh, if I have my own business, I'll be happy. Oh, if I'm able to travel, I'll be happy. Oh, if I have that apartment, I'll be happy. Oh, if I just make more money, I'll be happy. If I sell this new offer and I create that passive income, I'll be happy. But the thing is you can't do things in order to be happy. You have to find, because the doing of them is not going to feel happy. If you're attaching your happiness to the end result, then you are not inherently, you cannot be happy throughout the journey. The journey then will be painful and it's much less likely that you will be consistent and actually get the result or actually finish the thing. I am in Aries in astrology. It's a cardinal sign. It's the start of a season. So we're really good at starting things and not really good at finishing them. And that is something that I've had to overcome throughout my whole life. And I'm finally at a point where I have a really solid system to make sure that I'm staying on top of things. Yes, I go at my own pace, but I do not leave things like loose ends and unfinished anymore. And that was me for so long, right? And that was why I would always want new things. I want to start something new, start something new. And I would never really feel like, I would disappoint myself and break promises to myself all the time by not finishing them. Why? Because I was always attaching my happiness to something that was at the end result of that rather than through the process and falling in love with the process. And so you're never, if you're, if you're saying you can't be happy until you have that thing, then that means throughout the whole journey, you categorically cannot be happy throughout the journey and it's going to be a miserable journey and you're never going to want to finish. You're going to want to give up no shit, right? So if you hate creating content, but you're only doing it because you want that end result, no, you have to fall in love with creating content or outsourcing. (laughs) Or if you are, if you hate working out or hate moving your body, then you're never going to achieve the health goals that you have because you don't, you haven't found an activity that you like doing, right? It's not about the perfect body. It's about, I really like walking, I really like dancing. I really like riding my bicycle, right? That's what it's about. Okay, I'm going to keep going. So Abraham says, any action that is taken from a place of lack is always counterproductive. It always leads to a more feeling of lack. The void that these people are feeling cannot be filled with things or satisfied with action because the feeling of void is about the vibrational discord between their desires and their habits of thought. So I'm going to pause again and say, a void is like a tapeworm. So if you're coming from a place of lack and you have a void that you're constantly trying to fill with external things, a void is a void. It's like a black hole. It's a tapeworm. So it's never going to be filled. It's like quicksand. So you have to fill that void. You have to like first, not even fill the void. You have to deny the existence of the void with just being a little more positive or 
trying not to feel feelings of lack all the time. I'm not going to sit here and like spiritually bypass the shit out of everything because I definitely am not like 100% positive all the time. I try my best to be positive, but it was more of a learned trait. I grew up in a very negative household where there was a very negative outlook on life, expect the worst from people, especially in New York. I mean, everybody has a chip on their shoulder. Don't trust anybody. People are going to disappoint you. They're not really your friends. What do they want from you? They're your competition. So I really had to unlearn everything that I was learning in like the first like 22 years of my life in the last 10 years. I'll be 32 this year. It's so crazy to think. But for the last 10 years, I've been on this journey of trying to learn positivity and feeling good and thinking good as traits. And maybe even like about 2010, I remember I had started to surround myself with really positive people and really positive experiences and started to really get into all of this law of attraction type of stuff and, you know, things like that. Um, But I know that it's hard to just say oh fill the void yourself and like be positive and attract positive things like I hope that's not the takeaway that you're getting I hope it's not that black and white for you because I know it's not for me and me recording this episode and me reading this book is like more for me to outline and memorialize these reminders for myself as much as as it is for you but again I'm starting to realize that I really love the act of like pulling out my phone and whipping up a podcast episode on a voice note and I'm falling in love with that process and if the result is that you know 40 people listen to the episode then like that's amazing too if the results that 12 people listen to it that's awesome if the results that 1200 people listen to it like oh my god but that's not the reason why I'm doing it I'm doing it because I enjoy the process right Okay, so now continuing. Offer better feeling thoughts, tell a different story, look for positive aspects, and pivot to the subject of what you really do want. Look for positive what ifs. That is how you fill the void. So pausing again, they talk a lot about and they talk a lot in this book about pivoting. And what they mean from pivoting is when you're thinking of these like negative things or negative aspects of whatever topic it is, any topic really. That is, you know, the lack mindset, quote unquote. But if you pivot to, okay, well, now I'm identifying what I don't want. Start to think about what you do want and then let yourself get caught in that train of thought of like positive thinking about what you do want and that feeling that it brings up when you think about what you want, right? Like the feeling that you get when you think about the car you want or the house you want or the family you want or whatever, the business you want, that momentum allows you to attract from that place of like, abundance and what you want rather than attracting more of that of like oh all this negative shit I think very negative I think very negative about people like I am not it's not my like go-to to be like I just see the best in people always like no I come like I said like I grew up in a place where you were taught to like expect the worst from people and it's something that you do have to unlearn but it does make such a difference you avoid so much unnecessary unnecessary conflict and confrontation when you do just give people the benefit of the doubt and you do just expect things like I can't even tell you how many miscommunications or confrontations that I've had with people when I've told them what I've like been assuming or thinking and they're like 
oh my god I never even thought about that at all because like my mind wouldn't even go there because I'm not that shitty of a person and I'm like okay well all right time to go home and journal about that you know so it really does make a difference instead of like focusing on all the things that pisses you off about a person or pisses you off about your life or pisses you off about a situation use that as awareness of wow I'm thinking really I'm thinking about the negative aspects of certain things. What is that telling me about what I do want? And then shifting, using that nervous system feeling in your chest, your emotional guidance system to realize and identify what you want because you'll feel that shift in that in your chest or in your gut, right? So then he continues, he says, and when you do, a most interesting thing will occur in your experience. The things you have wanted will begin to flood into your experience. But these things you've been wanting will flood in not to fill your void because that void no longer exists. They flow in because your void no longer exists. Great, right? So fall in love with um, the process. So I'm going to skip another page and I wrote down, I like highlighted another little blurb and this kind of like speaks to falling in love with the process. He says, it is so important to remember that when you offer any action for the purpose of achieving happiness, you are truly going about it in a backward way. Instead, use your ability to focus your thoughts and words towards things that cause you to feel better and better. And once you've deliberately achieved a state of happiness, not only will wonderful actions be inspired, but wonderful results must follow. Most people give a majority of their attention to whatever is happening in their experience right now, which means if the results please them, they feel good. But if the results do not please them, they feel bad. But that is really going about life the hard way. If you only have the ability to see what is then things cannot improve. You must look for a way, okay, you must find a way to look optimistically forward in order to achieve any improvement in your experience. When you learn how to deliberately focus your thoughts toward good feeling things, right, that emotional guidance system, it is not difficult to find happiness and maintain it before your goal has even been accomplished. The feeling of struggle you were describing happens because of the continual comparison of where you are right now in relationship to the goal you're reaching for. When you constantly take score, noticing the distance that still needs to be traveled, you amplify that distance, the task, the effort, and that's why it feels like such an uphill battle. When you care about how you feel and so choose thoughts on the basis of how they feel, Then you develop patterns of thought that are more forward-looking. And as the law of attraction then responds to those better-feeling thoughts, you get more pleasing results. Struggle, struggle, struggle never leads to a happy ending. It defies law. When I get there, then I'll be happy is not a productive mindset because unless you are happy, you cannot get there. When you decide to be happy first, then you will get there. And I'm, again, I'm not like spiritually bypassing the shit out of anyone's experience. Like, I don't know. I'm not, you know, in, I'm fortunately not in a place where I'm like a refugee escaping my home or a single mother who had to run away from an abusive husband or whatever situation that I can't even imagine what people would go through that I know makes them stronger. I, I, I'm not sitting here discounting that it can be really hard to be positive, right? I'm not saying that. But I'm saying in the context of your business at the very least or in the context of like your interpersonal relationships or in the context of money, it really does make a difference if you try to fall in love with the process, with the act of the, of the doing of the thing rather than only do the thing and like forbid yourself from being happy until you get that result. 
So that's my little takeaway, my two ten cents, my two cents, ten ten. Wow, I'm speaking too much. It's my two cents for the day. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And yeah, if you want help falling in love with the process of creating content, I'm your girl. CEO Skills Encyclopedia is your program. We talk all about how to make the process easy, more spacious, more clear. This way you fall in love with the process by prioritizing and organizing so that you can create space to focus on the task at hand, not get overwhelmed with all the shit that you have to do, quote unquote, to reach your goal. We break it down into bite-sized chunks depending on your goals and your priorities. And then we organize all of that information inside the course and in Notion, which is the course portal and the the program that we use to stay organized in business. And with that, you will feel like so much better as you navigate through what I call the phases of CEO growth. Because at first you're focusing on your signature framework, finding your it factor, building your product suite, getting some passive income. Prioritize that first. Then shift into, okay, I'm going to collaborate with other people, bring more awareness to my offers, really expand and elevate my brand image through branding and website. I'm going to scale my offers through turning them evergreen and making them more passive. I'm going to create sales funnels to automate sales that I don't need to be on the content creation hamster wheel launching and going through that stress of live launching all the time. Okay, great. And then in the third and final phase, you're like, wow, I have all these things going on. I really need to know what to DIY, what to delegate, who to outsource to, what can I automate? I have I have like space to create better systems because you've prioritized all the other shit before. So now you can create, now you can prioritize creating systems, doing those things, doing that. And you're falling in love with the process all along because of the way that we organize and prioritize together. It's an encyclopedia. You get lifetime access, which is lifetime of the program. Um, And then with that, you can also get access to group calls with me for 12 weeks where we go in and answer questions and we network with each other. And I've had a lot of beautiful relationships start between other students um, inside the program. And it's been so beautiful to watch. This will be the fifth round and I'm most excited for this round um, because I just feel like I've, I'm finally at an iteration of my business where everything that's going into the program is like 100% refined. Like I've tested it all. I've gone in and changed a lot of the information that grows as I grow and I will continue to do that. And that's why it's something you get lifetime access to. And it's an encyclopedia that you can, that's organized that you can refer back to again and again as you encounter different things in your business. So that program is $100 off until tomorrow. So I highly encourage you to take advantage of that $100 off and join us by midnight on Friday, uh, like 11.59 p.m., I guess, Friday, March 11th. And there's no coupon code needed for the $100 off. It's just already applied at checkout. So I'll drop the link in the description if you're interested. And content creation and making it fun and easy and flow is something that I feel most passionate about. It's a skill that I feel like I've really honed and I've fallen so in love with the process. And I love uh, helping people stay organized so that they can fall in love with the process too. So 
that is one of the biggest challenges I see that people need to overcome in their business to get to where they want to go. And it doesn't need to be like, I need to do this so that I can get that. It's not a means to an end. It becomes an end in and of itself. And it's so fulfilling once you get the hang of it. So that is something I'm really excited to teach inside CEO skills. And I hope that you join us inside and I will see you there. If not, I will see you in the next episode, guys. Thank you so much for joining and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.